Welcome to another episode of Riskpreneurs with me, Yukalo from Magna Crypto and Nick from Race Clothing. Nice. So, what we're talking about, Montclair, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> now, I like Montclair. Mm. I think the brand's quite sick. Mm-hmm. But I think, I don't know, I, you know, you know, with designer brands, yeah. Mm. There's very, it's very rarely when I see items where I'm like, wow, this is actually proper unique, and or mm. uh, where I'm where I'm like, oh shit, I've never seen this before. You know? Yeah, yeah, I get like, it. Are you saying that, that they all look similar? They um, it's not that they all look similar. It's that the construction of the jacket mm. or, or whatever item, the type of printing, the style mm. printing, everything is kind of like the same as everyone and mm-hmm. I think uh, this is what I think about the whole fashion industry right now I think mm-hmm. because everyone's just sort of copying each other and, mm-hmm. and in terms of if you look at casual clothing it's always about okay print this here and print that there and that's it that's it yeah mm-hmm. like that's that's the unique uniqueness of it mm-hmm but there's no uniqueness in the construction of the piece. Mm-hmm. There's no uniqueness in the in the silhouette of the piece. You know, there's no uniqueness in the fabrics. Mm-hmm. Usually, I'm not saying 100% of the clothes made are in this category. Obviously not. There are some mm-hmm. sick brands out there. Mm-hmm. But I'm just saying the people you would expect to be leading this, like these designer brands, mm-hmm. and their effort at the, this type of style is kind of just basic in my opinion is it would it not be difficult for obviously when we see clothes in our regular lives whatever it's Montclair would it not be difficult for any brand to make unique products uh, on a mass scale no why is that I don't know that's oh. difficult to do um, <laughs> to, no it's got to be like so. they've got to have like the machinery to just like you know, print, 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 print. And uh, that's my perception yeah, of yeah. it. Yeah, yeah, so, um, so it's not, you're saying it's not the case? To, no, I don't think that's the case. Because mm-hmm. the thing is, right, you know, uh, when it comes to, when it comes to making clothes, mm. if we look at the kind of things that we're looking at, which is, you know, puffer jackets, T-shirts, mm. joggers, etc. right? The way they're made is, you have a pattern, which is literally the shape of the garment, mm-hmm. and the pattern is in a number of pieces, and you know, depending on what it is, mm-hmm. and they all just stitch together. Mm-hmm. So, if you were to try something unique, for example, all you need to do is change the pattern, and that's how the garment will be constructed. Then, isn't it? Mm-hmm. depending on what you add to it, it might require more work, but mm-hmm. it's definitely doable considering a lot of designer t-shirt sometimes goes for 100 pound plus mm-hmm. and to construct this would not cost you significantly higher than what you're already paying mm-hmm. to make make this item right it might require some more people or some more time to construct it just because you have to do some extra stitching or get a bit more fabric or whatever in there mm-hmm. whatever your change is mm-hmm. but it's not going to be Especially if you're doing large quantities, mm. your price per unit is not going to go up oh, okay. that, that much. So it would be an advantage actually if you are a large company. Once you you can make those tweaks and then you can do it times 
10,000. Yeah, 100%, man. Even mm. small companies can achieve this because, you know, mo- a lot of manufacturing is just outsourced now mm-hmm. to other countries, right? Mm. So, I, <clears throat> and then, so that makes it very cheap. Mm-hmm. And then if you compare that to national manufacturers, so within the UK, for example, because they can't match the price point of external manufacturers, they're usually more boutique type manufacturers. So mm. they will give you a good customization, like mm. good quality and stuff like that, right? And then even then, when you're ordering, if you're ordering large quantities, it's not going to cost you that much. If you're if you're just a star brand, then it will be tough, because you know? mm-hmm. your margins will be peak. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, if you're trying to use national manufacturers, right? Mm-hmm. But if you're like Montclair, LVMH, right? Stuff like that. Mm. <clears throat> Obviously, they have their own arrangements in it. Mm-hmm. So, uh, like I said, like most 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 brands look kind of similar or they yeah. have a lot of unique designs. Why do you think that they don't, you know, actually create unique products like you're like you're saying, why do they all have standard designs? I think it's because that's what is what's in fashion right now, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Um, it's that uh, at least for the general demographic of my age group, you know. Mm-hmm. So I'm not obviously in fashions. There are many people who like different things, right? Mm-hmm. Some people, some people might only dress. Um, um, you know, professionally or whatever, right? That's mm-hmm. just their style. Mm-hmm. But I'm just, I'm just talking about the mainstream designer brands and their streetwear, let's say, casual streetwear collections. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and I think most of the reason is, is that's how streetwear is, mm. right? But then what, what's happening is these large brands are adopting that streetwear type of style. Mm. but they're kind of just doing what the industry is doing, isn't it? Mm -hmm. And then they set the industry, they set the hype, basically, Mm -hmm. and then all the brands will follow that. So Mm. then you just have a shit ton of companies just literally copying each other, isn't it? Because like, oh shit, that one's in fashion, I'll make my version of that. Oh shit, that one's in fashion, I'll make my version of that. (laughs) Yes, yeah, yeah. So it's like uh, one hype, one, like, a hype style yeah and then you just have a ton of other other brands who are just gonna be like yo let me jump on this train and then mm. um so in terms of that i think <clears throat> the originality is lacking in there i guess is is that is that not the um issue with when it comes to fashion like let's say you know fast forward five years and your you know your brand's established more mm. established you make a new product because, like, you know, you like to make unique stuff. Within two months, it's been copied. <laughs> so instantly, yeah. This. yeah. <laughs> I, I think that's unavoidable, to be honest. Yeah. Um, that will always happen. Yeah. But the thing is, in fashion, when you're the originator, usually you do get a cred for being the originator. Okay. So that's not really my concern, because mm-hmm. you you go look at it as a means of as as a compliment because mm, yeah if someone is copying you that means they think oh shit this this is sick this mm. is worth copying 
right? Mm-hmm. No one's gonna, at least most people are not gonna copy a shit product, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right? So, even recently, I, I, I read a few articles and they were like, if someone copies your startup, you should you should take it as a good sign that you're doing well. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, yeah, instead of seeing it like, oh, fuck, like, where you copying my startup mm-hmm. kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Like, there will always, always be copiers, in there. You had mm-hmm. Uber and then now you have Lyft and whatever in it like mm-hmm. there's an indian version Ola, and then, is it yeah, yeah. <laughs> and like shit like that in it like yeah. there's tons of tons of them in there yeah you had like delivery and i got uber eats you had um other companies like gin mm-hmm. and loads of others in it like is this always unavoidable from yeah. what i've noticed yeah no definitely unless there's like an unnaturally high like barrier to entry or it's just a natural monopoly mm-hmm. you're always gonna have copycats yeah like I said, it, life, it should it should be you should be flattered by it. Yeah, obviously yeah, it's yeah. your your yeah. product is worth emulating. Uh, the, the book which I just finished now, Laws of Human Nature, he talks about Coco Chanel in, in this way, and she was really smart in that a lot of brands would stop other brands from or stop the little people from copying their stuff, or they would try to um, sue them, blah blah blah, but. Coco Chanel, she went the opposite direction and she actually allowed it to happen because she wanted her fashion to influence the entire landscape. And so by letting people copy her as much as they wanted, um, she affected the whole generation with with her style. So... Yeah, she's... Trust me, man. Very, very... um, If that was planned, that's so mad. Trust me. Um... So yeah, no, I definitely um, feel you. I think the main thing is just, I guess, in terms of being copied, as long as you remain um, innovative and uh, keep adapting, you, you'll be all right. But if you like, mm. have make that one mm-hmm. thing mm-hmm. and then that's it, then you're, you're done. Yeah. You know yeah, you you got to stay, stay innovative. Definitely. Yeah. yeah. We've spoken about this, but that's pretty much with everything, isn't it? whatever business or whatever you're doing, you got to keep adapting and, and growing. If you, Definitely, man. Yeah. Like, there's, I, I, there's no other way, right? Because mm. everything changes on, on a, on a cyclical basis. And then, mm-hmm. so if you were to just stay the same, I don't know if you'd, if you'd make it, I guess. But I think in any part of nature, whether you're an animal, if you don't adapt to the environment, you're going to die, innit? it? <laughs> It's very interesting, actually, that you brought that up because, like, the environment changes constantly, and if an animal can only adapt to cold weather, and it gets hot, it's done. The 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 animal will die in it. Yeah, hundred percent, man. Mm. I think. Jomo, last time we were discussing how we change our environment rather than the mm. environment dictating us, yeah. which is what makes us kind of so powerful right compared mm-hmm. to other species mm-hmm. sick advantage isn't it? yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah definitely um <clears throat> i think in the end nature will win. i mean when if it's nature versus man nature the environment will win there i mean yeah obviously like if, if you think about it right mm-hmm. that's that's not even i don't i don't know if that's even feasible to to 
to win against nature. You know? Yeah. Because the the tools that nature has at its disposal, it's mm. like if you were to look at it as a country, mm. as nature, as just one nation, let's say, <laughs> it can do earthquakes, mm. volcanoes, hurricanes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it can do. Uh, what's the other, other one? Tsunami, tsunamis, which are caused from earthquakes, but you know, mm-hmm. um, stuff like that, right? You can set mm-hmm. like fires and stuff, blizzards, like blizzards. blizzards. Yeah. Um, you know, you can drown entire countries in it, mm-hmm. like with the amount of water there is, right? Mm-hmm. If you get a, a a solid hurricane, bro, you can completely obliterate a country. Yeah. You know, and there's nothing that anyone can do about it. You just got to watch and just be like, yo, this is, this is happening. <laughs> there's no like ex- accept it. You literally just got to accept it. Like, the best yeah. thing you can do is just evacuate because yeah. all your shit is getting fucked up in it. Like, sh- mm-hmm. nothing you can do. Like, mm-hmm. it's, you know, what I was thinking about this is obviously veering a bit away from our usual topic, but when I think about nature, you could often look at like landscape and and admire its beauty you know you might see a sunset or whatever but it's so interesting how literally the flip side of it is that beauty can destroy entire nations you know Mm. um i I find that contrast very um interesting you might look at a beautiful plant think wow it's amazing if you eat that you're dead (laughs) (laughs) i like i like these contrast in um in uh, nature even mm. even you might look a, be- a beautiful girl she might look very nice but she'll destroy your, your bottom line <laughs> destroy your bottom line <laughs> it's, it's, very, it's very interesting yeah i wanted to um one topic i wanted to talk about was um success now you know i know i said it you know, off, off, um, off microphone. But mm. again, shout out to the milestone for those that don't know. Nick has reached one thousand subscribers on the YouTube. Absolutely smashed, smashed it. it. And that one video has, has garnered over a hundred thousand views. Mm, trust me. Absolutely insane. Um, the algorithm doing bits. Look, <laughs> 111,000. 111,000 and 3,749 likes. They need to Come up on. the likes, they need to up likes, but sick. Yeah, so look, you see, you see, this is the one I was talking about, isn't it? Yeah. So right now it's on 12,000. Every 48 hours Every expected. Four- yeah. And then if you look at the traffic type, it comes from browse features. Yeah. And then Reddit. So now I'm thinking Reddit, Reddit yeah. Like this, this is more spread out now, yeah. yeah. But uh last week yeah. it was almost fifty percent of it was from Reddit. Wow. So for those that are listening, so it's top top external sources, thirty-nine percent is Reddit, then fourteen percent or fifteen percent WhatsApp, then Facebook, YouTube. WhatsApp <laughs> Android <laughs> Samsung Android messaging. <laughs> <laughs> What the hell? But do you know the Reddit is is quite surprising. But then the second one, WhatsApp as well. People are sharing it. Sharing, on WhatsApp. yeah. I feel like yeah, like they're sharing the link to the video, and then they're like, yeah, clicking oh yeah, it, watch, right? yeah, 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 yeah. Of course, that's quite mad. And Reddit. So somewhere on Reddit, there's a post 
about his shamath or something and yeah i i feel i feel like it is man yeah that would make sense maybe someone has posted yeah like look google search gorilla gorilla trading uk instagram gmail linkedin thought crime okay android mess why combinator oh man jeez google discord even discord verizon messages reddit ruben man reddit Ruben Mayer. Wait. Is that his way? Ruben, that's the YouTuber? Or? No, I don't know. But who... Maybe he posted it. Or oh, we might find aye. the guy who posted it. Aye, <laughs> Interesting. Aye. That'd be sick. Sony Ericsson. What? I don't even know Ericsson? that was still about, bro. This is nuts, bro. Telegram, Telegram, Viber, Firefox. Other 22%. What? That's a huge category, some, bro. Some, <laughs> <laughs> some rogue sources. Trust. Maybe it's the dark web. Yeah. But how can it go in depth into like com.google.android messaging apps messaging? Yeah. It, it, go, it can go into that in depth, but you can't find what other is. Like, how does that work, That's bro? Some unknown sources. Maybe it's in China or something. <laughs> you know what I'm yeah. saying? Maybe. Crazy. So it's, it's, it's crazy how, again, I know we spoke about it off. I keep wanting to say off camera, off microphone doesn't off sound microphone. right, yeah. but off mic. Um, but the the speed at which this video has caught fire is crazy. At this, one point three million impressions in the last four weeks, hmm. and in the last two weeks it looks like it just went crazy. It was six forty two in the last seven days. Wow. So out of the million, like. 600,000 was just in the last seven days. Insane, insane. So you've you've gained, what I wanted to get into is you gained Mm -hmm. some success in in relative relative terms um, with this. The question I wanted to ask is, this future, of course, I know you're very consistent, but you know how some people gain success Mm -hmm. and lose it just as quickly? Yeah. Why? Why do you think that is? Because it's very. Uh, I think it's it's fairly common. Like Tiger, you spoke about Tiger. He got a lot of money. He bought mm. a Bugatti and then <laughs> lost a lot of money. Yeah. <laughs> um, with your you know newfound success, you're <laughs> <laughs> too famous now. Yeah. Um, why do you think some people are able to gain some success and uh, lose it just as quick? I think, in my in my opinion, I think mm. it comes down to how they became successful. Mm. Uh, um, if it's if it's quick and in a short period of time, mm-hmm. I think there's a higher risk of you losing it as well, mm-hmm. because usually if it's a slow process the process of you being successful turns you into a certain type of person Mm. which if it just happened to you quick and in a short period of time you haven't gone through that experience that learning developmental experience Mm -hmm. um so yeah that's that's a good way so so the quick way is again whatever means they attain success they would have externally gained success, but internally they're still the person from before. A lot of the yeah. tendencies that they in a have. way, yeah, yeah. Because mm. you know you hear about like lottery winners, right? Mm. Yeah. yeah, who exactly. have won 
crazy amounts of money and then a few years later they were like homeless or something mm. why <clears throat> because they don't know how to manage that level of money mm-hmm. um and this is this happens to um athletes as well mm-hmm. you know because uh you think about uh because i i know i know more in terms of what we're talking about money right mm-hmm. i know about the nfl and stuff mm-hmm. more so than uk football mm. or any but any type of sim- football. similar things happen probably. yeah so yeah. for example in the nfl you or the nba you get drafted and then your signing bonus could be crazy sums of money like you know a couple million maybe depending on how good you are right mm-hmm. and if you're an 18 19 year old kid mm. and you're just like all right cool my salary for the next three years is you know one million or something and then a three million signing bonus mm-hmm you've never seen that kind of money like yeah you know like how you don't know what to do with it and then you add on top of that these uh you know people uh i think we spoke about this in the music industry before mm-hmm. but you know these advisors mm. who just kind of con them out out this p in it because mm-hmm. they don't know any better like mm-hmm. the people don't know any better right mm-hmm. so you know it's pretty peak yeah yeah but that that's the, I, I guess that's why it happens right yeah yeah you said that really well it makes perfect sense like i said when it's a slow process you, you as a person you're transforming your habits the way you live your understanding of money you know how to finance this it takes time to build those things and so you're able to maintain it much easier <clears throat> mm-hmm. mm. and like i said it's lottery winners they still have those habits from from when they were normal or whatever economic uh, situation they were in and now they have all this money and then they apply their old habits to that no money management whatever they spend crazy things gonna last forever and then it's, it's gone and they 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 get even worse than before probably very interesting and yeah. I, I have a follow-on i want to I want to ask you actually with your with your newfound success, am <laughs> <laughs> I the YouTube expert now? Yeah. Oh yeah, so another so some people who who actually have attained success and lose it are able to gain it back easy second time. Mm. What 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 are your thoughts? on that why do you think some people are able to lose wealth like what was it um one producer i think it's scott 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 storch do you know him? no he was um he's a movie movie producer no nah, um music music, music producer he yeah. produced some big tracks come i don't know he was big in the 2000s mm-hmm. he definitely would have had a lot of his songs um he made disgusting money like he spent he, but he spent a lot of it you know but he was able to gain it back um, second time. He lived a lot, a lot calmer next time, but he was able <laughs> to gain, gain it back. Mm-hmm. Why do you think some people are able to to do that, to um, lose a lot of money, um, but then they're able to, to regain it quite quickly? A lot of entrepreneurs, I would say, probably can come under this category. Yeah, I think... I think this is... Uh, 
I think this is just uh, another way, you know, like, for example, these people obviously didn't get rich by a lottery or anything like that. Right? Mm -hmm. They got rich because they were good at what they, what they were doing. Mm. But because they blew up so quick, right? Um, so if you, if you think about some artists, right? Mm -hmm. Artists, any, anyone who might go viral, for example, on mm. their first project, right? They've instantly become like extremely wealthy. Mm -hmm. And it's, it's for good reason. Like they're still talented, right? Mm -hmm. but their their grinding process was just a lot slower or uh, a lot faster than most people's mm -hmm. so so they gain that wealth but then same thing as before they don't know like they don't have the skills to manage it so they lose mm -hmm. it right mm -hmm. but then they still got their talent isn't it so this mm -hmm. time they'll approach it in a more systematic way i would say or mm -hmm. more a more managed way right because mm -hmm. they still they 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 were there they got famous on their ability you know mm -hmm. so if they keep doing what they were doing before just really well mm -hmm. it's bound to be if it's bound to it's bound for them to increase their chance of success again you know because mm -hmm. if you think about so while you were asking me the question the person i was thinking of in my head was jordan belfort mm -hmm. um yeah. I mean, I don't know how much money he makes now. I think I saw his net worth was like minus hundred million or something. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, but <clears throat> you know, he's obviously not like starving for money right now. You yeah. know, he's got YouTube all that shit. He's definitely mm -hmm. making money, right? Mm -hmm. So you know, why yeah. why why is that? Because he got rich in the first place because he was smart, right, mm. at what he was doing. So after he, he's had his fall. He's still smart, isn't it? So he still mm -hmm. knows the grind. He still knows, look, I can do this. I can do that. I can do this. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You know, like, because you've been doing it your whole life, you just kind of have that ability, right? Yeah. Like, think about it. Think about it. If you're, if you're a businessman, right, and you've been a businessman your whole life, if you're in a situation where you're broke again, I think doing business would just come naturally to you. Mm. Like to you, you might just be like, All right, look, I got no money, but I need to be rich. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to go here, go to this, uh, I don't know, get out, sell, get this, sell this here, sell that there, use that mm. money to invest in this, use that money. And then start this business and shit like that. And yeah, like, yeah. you'll know, you'll find yourself a ladder up, up. And then, yeah. Cause yeah. you already know how everything is going to work. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. You know, like, you know, you, you've been through the grind and it's like, imagine you, be, you become extremely ripped. Mm -hmm. Then you get lazy or what, something happens, whatever, and you're mm -hmm. fat again, right? Mm -hmm. Now you're able to go back to being that state because one, you know, you can do it. Mm -hmm. And two, you know exactly how to do it this time. Mm -hmm. Right. So it's much easier for you than someone who's never been through that process. Right. Mm -hmm. Definitely agree. And that was a really good example at the end as well. Um, some some could say actually the second time round you've got even more knowledge and wisdom, you know, than the first time, and you can, you can make even more money or more success mm -hmm. the second time round with all that extra experience that you have. Um, but yeah, I, I like that example about the being ripped. I was thinking of like actors, you know, yeah, you know, because they go from like different body types, like yeah. In extremely crazy periods of time, you know, mm -hmm. like that. yeah, yeah, exactly. 
You know, so I used to be a bodybuilder back in the day. So you, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but this is back back in the old days, you know, and I, I don't do that anymore. <laughs> I think the only time I think I can see, like you said, if someone's talented and they did it the first time, then they should be able to do it the second time with all the extra knowledge that they learn and mm-hmm. they can do it more systematically. I think the only time where it, probably a lot of times where it doesn't work the second time is because maybe they've lost faith or trust in their abilities. They think maybe it was lucky or, you know, they don't have any belief. And, and so they think it was just a once in a lifetime, whatever. And that's it. Their story is finished. Definitely possible, man. Mm. Depending on how you went down the first time, it mm. could be extremely discouraging, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, that yeah. That would not surprise me if they do stop. Like, you know, like, yeah, that would be pretty peak to be honest. Today, if you think about it, like, mm. had mad potential, and then, you know, I mean, probably the typical athlete story, isn't it? So many athletes had potential, and then, mm. you know, maybe they get an injury or something, and then that's it. But, you know, one, probably one of the most favorite comeback stories he would manage to do it a second time was Tiger Woods, man. <laughs> I mean, he, he won 18 times firstly anyway. So mm-hmm. it's not like he, it was only one success, but when he lost that dominance and started to lose and he was just a forgotten man, he came back, I think it was two years ago when he won his, the other major, whatever he won. Was such a comeback. Did you, did you see them mm-hmm. when he won that? The crowd that he had around him was, was like a freaking football stadium, and when he's come back, yeah, yeah. When he mm-hmm. when he was on the last shot to secure that championship, it was an insane crowd following him to make that shot. Um, yeah, success. Uh, yeah, Tiger Woods is interesting. You know, that's actually strange because I've never actually seen anything about him. No highlights or anything. No, literally really? nothing at all. Like that's that's why it's strange because you know, I know like he's extremely successful winner. Mm. I know he's obviously extremely talented as well, mm. but. That's what you call rice, isn't it? Uh, <laughs> that's fake. Yeah, like that—that that is like a little fiesta, isn't it? Uh, you put like bad shit on it. Isn't yeah, it? yeah, yeah. I'm like, bro, like, save up, and buy a so, nice car, exactly, bro. Man. <laughs> allow, allow doing this, this to your little hatchback, and you can't blame them because I wanted to do the same thing and when I was that age, but luckily <laughs> I didn't do that. That's why insurance companies up the price insurance for these these rice rices. <laughs> rices, yeah. <laughs> yeah basically man mm. but yeah back to Tiger Woods yeah man I like you know even I've not heard like anything he has like any speeches I've not heard like cause you know you know a lot of times like when you're watching YouTube on certain topics entrepreneurs and stuff and they make mm. like motivational videos mm. you know you I've seen Tyson Fury's one I've seen you know numerous athletes I've never seen a Tiger Woods one. Mm-hmm. And I, I don't know. I, I don't know. 
if it just doesn't get recommended to me because I showed no interest in golf whatsoever. Mm. Mm-hmm. Or I don't know, maybe it's not that frequent and I don't know. Yeah. He, there. I mean, he doesn't do... He has a few videos that are motivational, but they're not as powerful, I guess, <clears throat> as a lot of these other athletes. But mm. his story is definitely very powerful. I think he was a young prodigy when he was young and uh, he became successful at a very young age. Like, he was the youngest to win a, a championship or something. And uh, he got to, like, 18 trophies very quickly. And then <laughs> then, he, then he got divorced. <laughs> That's oh, when he lost his mojo. Yeah. He lost his confidence. And... Um, then after that, I think, I don't know if actually if he got injured as well at that time because he had a big back injury and he had to have like, like several surgeries on his back and just wasn't able to um, get to that high level of performance again. And uh, yeah, but he kept grinding for a long time. He didn't give up and then he won that trophy a couple of years ago. I think which made him a record holder, I believe. Um, but his story is, is quite motivational. Very, very motivational. I heard you used to practice like crazy though. Yeah. Yeah. Even um, he he would say he there was an interview of another golfer who went to stay at his house, and he was shocked at like he he said he went to the toilet at like midnight or something like that, and he heard something downstairs in his in Tiger's house. And when he went to see, he saw Tiger Woods doing weights at like midnight. <laughs> you know? So very, very dedicated to to the craft. I think he changed he changes the physique of the typical golfer mm. to someone who's actually very strong. Before it used to be just technique. Mm-hmm. And he added that phys- physicality to it. Makes sense, man. Yeah. How do you think yeah, someone can develop a work ethic like that? I I thought about that a lot because I would I would like to attain that level of work ethic. So I definitely have not worked it out. Um, part of me wants to say it's developed from childhood, but I think the other part, which is now nah, that's an excuse, is just you got to form habits of slowly being more increasing your workload as time goes on. Mm-hmm. Um, and then hopefully you gain some momentum. You're consistently able to produce higher levels, high levels of work every day. Um, but again, as someone who I would, I would say that I don't have a high work ethic, it will take a long time to, to get to that level. What do you think? Yeah, I don't know either, to be honest. Mm. I'm I'm still trying to figure it out. And I do mm. agree with you about momentum, though. Mm-hmm. I think once you get into it, it does become a lot easier to manage it. Mm-hmm. But it's also extremely easy to get knocked out of that balance as well. Yeah. So, Very, it's, yeah. it's probably easier to get knocked off uh, and lose that momentum than to gain it. Um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, what do you think? Do you think potentially... If you have a strong reason to do that work, that could be something that could give you high work ethic. 
Definitely. Mm. I think... I think it, yeah, there's a lot of factors, to be honest. Because, mm. you know, just yesterday, I was... <clears throat> I was learning more about, you know, the... The five traits or in psychology mm-hmm. about people, how people are measured. Mm-hmm. So I think we spoke about this before. It's like openness, mm-hmm. consciente, consent, yes, however you say yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. There's um, neuroticism, mm-hmm. uh, agreeableness, and uh, extra, extraversion. So everyone, for, everyone has some... St- some level they fall somewhere on that and then mm-hmm. so you might be introverted or extroverted or somewhere in the middle mm-hmm. and be there you might have a certain degree of openness you will have a certain degree of neuroticism you have a certain degree of agreeableness mm-hmm. and a certain degree of uh openness or mm-hmm. whatever um and i feel like depending on certain attributes certain of those attributes mm-hmm would also affect uh your work ethic and then mm, yeah for example mm-hmm. and then if that was the case I, I feel like it would be quite difficult to improve it like you'd have to take more steps to counteract it mm. like yeah should i tell you something more in depth in depth yeah, yeah, yeah. um so for example you know a neuroticism mm-hmm. is a is the measure of how susceptible you are to negative thoughts, anxiety, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Now, people who are high in neuroticism, they suffer from things like that, or like very frequently. Mm-hmm. Now, because of that, which leads to a lot of demotivation and literally no energy to actually, or motivation to actually carry out the task, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. Like it's like a physical symptom, in it. Like yeah. you're, uh, you actually just can't do it. Like, mm. um, and then in that case, it would take a lot more effort for them mm. to be consistent with that, in it. Mm-hmm. You know, you're trying to counteract that. Cause yeah, cause yeah. cause instead of instead of you just overcoming the small difficulty of starting the task, cause mm-hmm. once you get into it, it's quite easy, right? Mm-hmm. Of starting the task. Instead of just that, you also have to come, you've overcome a massive a barrier literally inside you, which mm. is like no energy motivation to do anything. So mm. you you effectively have to fight the task mm-hmm. and yourself yeah. before you can actually get started. And very, yeah, very, I can see how that would be massive hindrance. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's crazy. So, you know, I think that would obviously make a difference or how, mm-hmm. how consistent you can stay with it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've, I've found one, one technique that is, seems to be, I don't know if it's just working now cause I've become more consistent with it, but there's two things. One is I was watching an interview by Ed Milet. Mm-hmm. What industry he's in, but he's, he's quite successful. He's a motivational speaker. Isn't he? Is that, is that his thing? Yeah. He's a, he's a businessman as well, isn't he? Or not? No, he's a motivation. That's his business. Isn't it? Is it? Yeah. It's a bit peaking. <laughs> <laughs> well, he's, he's, yeah, he's, he's, he's like he's, a Tony Robbins, isn't it? Basically. Ah, okay. Well, he's he's good at it for sure. I, I, mm-hmm. I do like his the way he, yeah. he conducts his interviews. And he says, like, to you gotta 
have more belief in your in yourself by actually when you say you're going to do something which is like a promise to yourself you actually have to do it and the more you do that the more your confidence increases and then you're more willing to do a lot more tasks and you become more consistent over time so what i've done and it seems to be working well is like the day before the night before i would write down what i'm going to do the next day and before i would start quite small like i'd have three main things fairly easy to do tick them off but now the list has become more more larger uh and because i've gained more confidence in in terms of when i write it down i have to do it now when i've got a list even if it's long i know i have to do it like I'm almost like compelled to mm-hmm. to fulfill the promise i made to myself uh, and and now i'm fairly consistent with um you know carrying out those tasks and I, I think slowly i can build it up to to higher levels but i think the more the more you fulfill the promises that you make to yourself i think the more confident you become and the more you're able to actually work more that makes sense yeah i agree with you man mm. that's um i think even psychologically that's true mm like you know small wins gives you momentum that's it and then this yeah. momentum makes it easier for you to carry out big wins yeah yeah it's know? like the, the compound effect yeah it's like it? the compound yeah, effect yeah yeah it's exactly that, yeah. Um, essentially, I mean, essentially, any big, big win is made out of small wins, isn't it? So, mm. as long as you can carry those small wins, um, I think you can become consistent and, and, and execute more, increase your work ethic. But again, the what you said earlier, you gotta be careful because it's easier to knock that confidence off, isn't it? If you something happens where you don't complete something mm-hmm. you know it might knock your confidence yeah that's where discipline comes in and mm, yeah that you know you just have to show up yeah no matter what you what you whatever you feel like you just gotta do it yes definitely that's that's actually another thing i've noticed as well the more i've been executing this kind of strategy building confidence even before where let's say for example i, I was going to do a workout if I had like a headache, perhaps, or a small headache, I'd be like, oh, you know what, fuck it, I'm just going to head out and go to sleep. But now, the more I've completed those tasks and fulfilled those promises, even when I have a headache, I'm like, nah, I have, I have to do this. It's like, you know, it's become a, a, a um, habit now where I have to do, even if, even if I can do something small, I have to do it. So it's um, it's good to yeah. it's good to keep that man. Exactly, yeah, like, yeah. It, it can be yeah. It's, it's definitely something you got to practice. Hmm. And that's something I'm still practicing. Um, have you heard of um the dopamine detox? I have heard of that. Yes, yeah. What do you think about that? Do you think that works or no? Um, I've I've done it a few times. I think it I think it does work. Um, because of course, dopamine is released when you're like on social media and stuff like that, isn't it? Mm. Notifications and whatnot. And I think that if you're maxed out doing that all the time, it becomes difficult to do other things because you're constantly craving dopamine. So I actually have done a few detoxes 
successfully where after I was able to actually concentrate more on doing things that I actually want to do. I think it, I think it's, def- it's uh, definitely very effective. What, what do you what do you think about it? How did you carry it out? Like I think I think you same as you man. Mm. Like, I think it does work, but kind of difficult to do as well. <laughs> it is difficult. <laughs> you know the time where I carried out the best was um, so I'm a Christian Orthodox, and um, we often have fasting uh, periods. And the, the main one is during Easter. So it's like 55 days where you have to be vegan, basically. And uh, 55 days? Yeah, yeah. And you have to be vegan? Yeah. Okay. Why is that? Uh, um, like what's the thing behind it? So during that time, Jesus was... <laughs> I'm, I'm, the, I'm the worst person to ask. <laughs> I'm but, <busy>. Yeah. <laughs> Did you try it in it? Yeah. <laughs> no, I know, but it's it's um that's that's when he uh, went on the cross, the period when up to when he went on the cross and he, he died okay. he died for our sins, yeah. Yeah. Got got there in the end. Hopefully there's no Christians listening to this. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so during that time he wasn't eating and, and, and whatnot, he fasted from um any kind of desires and, and pleasures um so you can do it in, a, in an extreme way but most most people just uh fast from from meat and, and dairy um but also if you want to do a little bit further you can not listen to music not watch films mm. or series stuff like that anything so you're like trying to fast in your mind as well as your body mm-hmm. so for me that was the easiest p- period to do because i had another reason to actually detox completely uh so you kind of piggybacked my own you know reasons behind that um so 55 days of none of, none of all of that is proper detox after that it was, it was easy to kind of do other things like reading and things like that so to kind of summarize that i i used the religious holiday as a reason to detox as well mm-hmm. um i found that other times when i want to detox it's, it's difficult to just say yeah. one week i'm not gonna whatever how long did that last day like you know um you know the benefits of the detox yeah. How long afterwards until you fell back into um, how you were before? Or did you never fall back to how you were before? So the last year, last April, since then I haven't listened to music properly. Like I literally will not search to listen to a song since then. Um, I... Tell a lie that I did um, the Super Bowl, the weekend Super Bowl. Yeah. With the, uh, I watched that, I watched that. I had to watch that. It's my boy. But I haven't seen his new, I heard his new album or heard any Who's music. Who's your boy? The weekend. Weekend's yeah, boy. Yeah. Um, but. You rate him highly. Yeah, I like his, I like his vibe. Mm. Yeah. What do you think about him? Yeah, I like him. He's sick, sick Yeah. He's, he's like started, when he came out, bro, it was like something you never heard before. 
Um, yeah. But a lot of the habits I was still able to maintain since from, from the detox. But social media has definitely crept back in maybe after a few months. It's kind of tough when it's like your business. Isn't it? Yeah, exactly. You know? exactly. Like, it's kind of tough for me to get off social media because if I don't, then it's just, I'm not making any money. <laughs> basically, <laughs> there's hardly any other way to yeah. reach your your customers. How how do you detox, or have you detoxed? I've tried to, but they don't last fifty five days. <laughs> <laughs> it's more like a day. A one day detox. Yeah, one day detox. One day or one hour. <laughs> it's, um, it's tough, isn't it? Yeah, it's tough. But I think. I don't think I've, um, when did I have a full detox? Never, to be honest. Because mm. even when I'm detoxing, I'm detoxing from specific things mm. mm-hmm. rather than everything at once. Mm-hmm. So even when I was detoxing social media, which was for a long time, actually, like late November time, I was off like for ages in a, mm-hmm. over a month I was off, mm-hmm. maybe a couple months actually. Um, but then in that time I would still use YouTube and stuff in there so it's mm. like it's like just a, replacing another. one for another you know? so yeah. it didn't really change anything mm. but I do use social media very rarely now in it mm. um, apart from YouTube but mm-hmm. I, or any other social media I rarely use it now because I'm just like oh can't be asked like mm-hmm. you know like so that kind of doesn't provide that kind of stimulation for me anymore mm-hmm. music i was detox on from that for a while mm-hmm. then i heard music and i was like oh, it sounds so good <laughs> <laughs> it sounds so good it does sound good so so the detox did work in a sense that it, mm. you know you're not really on social media like that anymore you mainly use it for business yeah mainly for business Mm. The thing is, now I'm I'm thinking I need to make a, a personal brand of sorts. Mm. And honestly, I can't be asked. <laughs> That's so long. <laughs> like why is that why is that? Because to me, that it doesn't come naturally to me, you know. Mm. Like I'm not an open person like that. Mm. Like I don't like to tell people what I'm doing all the time. Mm. You know, like I I wouldn't even do that with like my close friends or family, you know, mm. let alone just other people, you know. Yeah. So it really does does not come naturally to me. So mm-hmm. for me, it, it takes a lot of effort to like be like that, you know. Mm. I guess to some people, it just comes naturally. So yeah, for yeah. them, it's a bit easier. Some people just chat shit naturally. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, you know, you know, Yanimais, yeah. Yeah. I feel like for him, he's just it's just calm, you know. Like he's always like man posts on his Snapchat and his Instagram, his mm. YouTube videos, like he's full on on it, and yeah. And I don't think I can replicate that, like, because mm-hmm. I'll make one video and I was like, oh, that's it, we done for the day, bro. <laughs> I try to like say bad shit, you know? yeah. Be like, hey guys, look, I'm doing this, I'm doing that, like, no, nah, bro, I want to do my work, and I don't want to like spend time doing yeah, that. Yeah, spend time doing that, and yeah. So, for me, it's it's, it's kind of long. But yeah, the it's, benefits it's, are also evident. So yeah, there's a lot of benefits. 
you, it's counter to your nature though that's it yeah it is 100% man like for, it's, for me it's something I've got to learn mm-hmm. it doesn't come naturally to me mm. so, uh, and that's even with just social media in general to be honest mm-hmm. so, so so naturally you're not an open person so you you wouldn't want to document everything that you're doing yeah I wouldn't yeah uh, at least not in a open uh, at least not in a way where i'm telling like everyone yeah 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 you know um well i I say that but i haven't tried that so maybe i'll like it after i try it i don't know you know (laughs) it's definitely possible yeah i guess it it, it might just be the initial hurdle talking and then once i started doing that i'm like hey you know what i actually enjoy this kind of thing you know definitely possible but yeah maybe once you start getting them likes you're like oh shit likes when we liked (laughs) (laughs) i need more likes (laughs) you become the clout chaser (laughs) (laughs) could be i mean maybe well they don't show likes anymore oh yeah don't don't they no Uh, it depends i think for businesses they do because on my personal account i can't see anyone's likes like you can't see the number and you can't see the likes Oh, but it wait. doesn't say how many likes they got. It just says this and others like this post. Okay. P. Yeah, look, it says, oh, oh no, your one says it. In there. I've got like an old version of this. No, I think some people, it still says it. Like on my business accounts, I can still see it. Okay. But on my personal account, I can't see it. Okay. So I don't know what what kind of method they use then to determine who gets it and who doesn't get it. Maybe I'm the chosen one. For you and millions <laughs> of yeah. people. <laughs> um, but I I do um agree with with um maybe once you get over the first hurdle potentially. It becomes easier, or mm. it's just a, a matter of something. This is something you should never, never do. So you got to just keep doing it, or maybe you'll never get used to it and just have to force yourself every time. <laughs> yeah, yeah, maybe. Mm. Like the the social media I've been doing for my brand, yeah, mm-hmm. for time now, I still don't like it. Really? <laughs> I still don't <laughs> like it. So, <laughs> so I don't know. Maybe I'll just not grow into it. And, uh, I mean. To be honest, I I agree with you. Once, for me, once I get to a certain level, I'm with, I'm gonna pay someone to manage. Yeah, it. yeah, facts, facts. <laughs> it's uh, it's just. It I think the thing with me is I'm not active on any social media. Like I don't tweet things. Like mm. I don't use Snapchat. Like mm-hmm. I don't ha- I don't even have TikTok downloaded. Mm, right, that's good. Um, Instagram. I don't really post stories. Sometimes I will if I'm feeling like. Very, very outgoing. Yeah. <laughs> once, like, once a year. Yeah, once a year. I'm like, hey, look, I'm <laughs> doing this today. That's it. But do you know? Do you know what? What is your opinion? Of course, it's quite um, known that the more you post, I guess it builds your brand. But mm. do you think there is also too much, or do you think at the same time what people are doing these days is just creating too much presence and that could be it counter to what you want definitely possible Mm. i feel like if you don't have anything of value it doesn't matter how much content you put out i don't Mm. think it's gonna catch on Mm -hmm. 
But then to counter that, you could also say that with just the sheer amount of people you, you can reach, mm. it's always possible to just build a small little niche for yourself, right? Mm. Mm-hmm. Like, this is just, you know? Yeah. So it's counter you away, yeah. Yeah. So. But I, I personally do think there's too much content, bro. Mm-hmm. Like, too much. Too much. Gary, Gary V. Yeah, no. that's the thing, though. I think his one suffers from that, from that as well. And that's... Gary. Yeah, Gary. Yeah, like, yeah. Uh, what is it? Something fatigue, you know? Mm-hmm. There's a word, there's a phrase for it, but something fatigue, you know? But it's mm-hmm. just like, because you're just tired of seeing that person so much. Uh, you're okay. like, bro, like... Fuck off now, Fuck kind of thing. <laughs> yeah, and yeah. I think you can kind of see that in yeah. Gary V because if you look at his YouTube, right, mm-hmm. his subscriber to viewer to viewers is appalling, you know. Like he's got like a few million subscribers, mm-hmm. but most of his videos get like not not that many views, you know. Mm-hmm. So he's got two point nine million subscribers, but he gets twenty k, thirty k, twenty k, thirty k. 10k 70k 15k so it's dropped oh it's it's very low yeah it's like compared to how many subscribers he's got his Mm. viewing is a very low in it i felt like it used to be a lot more it used to be yeah Mm. that's the thing that that always happens Mm. because um it used to be like back in the day it it was a lot more Mm. um like another example is this guy's got a funny name but so this is a car channel, yeah. It's called Vehicle Virgins, isn't it? Mm-hmm. And he's got two point two million subscribers, mm-hmm. but I've I've witnessed his channel decline like consistently now, mm-hmm. isn't it? Because mm-hmm. uh, I follow, I've I've been watching his videos for time, mm-hmm. but before he would average like 400 k mm-hmm. k views of video, yeah, one point mm-hmm. three million, three seventeen, one mm-hmm. eight, three hundred, right? Mm-hmm. And now, if you look at his recent videos, 30, 40, 40, mm, you know, 37, yeah. like, 55, you know, like... Mm, so, it's gone down a lot. Do you, so, him, has he got this... Do you think it's the same thing? Like, he's overexposed himself? No, I think he's just gone shit. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> he's gone shit. Yeah, he's just gone shit, bro. Ah, that's peak. I think, okay, there's more reasons to that. I, know. I think he's having some issues, like, mental issues oh so so his quality of it yeah his quality is like because um because i know because he's been making videos for years now Mm. and i've seen a lot of his older videos right Mm. so recently in some of his videos you could tell he was like on something you know just the way his eyes would move just the way he would talk like his mannerisms and stuff Mm -hmm. And the quality of his content kind of declined quite a lot, and mm-hmm. and if you look at his comment section, that's all it will say, and it will literally say like, "Bro, like, what the fuck happened to this channel?" And damn, and he just disappeared. Like three months ago, he disappeared, and then mm. just three weeks ago, he made a video. But obviously, I ain't seen that. But because he's shit now, because he's shit now. <laughs> like I completely <laughs> forgot about him, and I just I just thought of him right now, like. Mm. Um, and yeah. on on the flip side, um, you know, do you know KSI? Yep. If you look at his channel, he's got like ten plus million subscribers. Yep. He, I think, is the opposite of Gary Vee. Well, I don't think he makes a ton of videos, and his views are insane. Yep. Like, um, 
like million, two million, three million, four million plus. Yep. Yeah, 2.2, 17 5 hours, million. yeah. 1.5, 5.3, jeez. Yeah, his numbers are crazy. I yeah, think. Man. I think, and he he was, um, for a long period he just didn't post. So his lack of presence actually created more of a. Every time he posted, it was like pff, insane views. Hmm. I think because he wasn't, he was just not present, and I, I don't know that created the opposite. That created the, the opposite effect of overexposure. So he's like yep. more kind of you want to see what he's gonna say. Um, so yeah, that is interesting. Yeah, I guess it depends where you are in your YouTube stage, right? Yeah. If yeah, you're yeah. in the growth stage, then you should, I guess, posting a lot would mm-hmm. make more sense. Because if when someone discovers you, I don't know if you do this right. Mm-hmm. But if I find a new person and I like his video a lot, mm-hmm. I'll go in his profile and I'll see what else he's got to watch, right? Yeah. So in that case, if I'm like, okay, I'm going to subscribe to him and then I get more videos consistently, mm-hmm. I'm more likely to become a, a fan of sorts, right? Mm-hmm. But yeah. then if you're like, if you have like a few million subscribers, mm. then posting it like four times a day is like, yo, fucking relax. <laughs> <laughs> like, chill, bro. Chill, chill. Yeah, no, I, that's a really good point on your camera you need to be hitting it mm. consistently a lot and then once you've hit a certain level you can you should be a bit maybe a bit less frequent create a bit of distance yeah I guess think about the quality as well right because mm. if you're posting every single day or multiple times a day mm-hmm. how much time do you really have to make the video right because mm. mm-hmm. you're so restricted by time mm. You obviously go a cut, cut corner somewhere, isn't it? So whether that be length of video or quality of video, like the planning that goes into the video, and obviously mm-hmm. needs to be shrunk to bare minimum, basically. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and then if you're like a vlog type person, mm-hmm. where you're just documenting your life, bruv, no one is doing interesting shit every single day, right? Mm-hmm. But you gotta do that. You gotta make it look interesting every single day. So yeah. you just tend to, you know, try and make things up basically yeah, just yeah, to yeah. kind of look entertaining, you know? Yeah. So Gary Gary V has a response to that though. He says, Don't try and make it interesting, just document and the public will decide if they like it or not. But I, I agree with you. No one if you're on the come up, no one gives mm. a gives a shit what you're doing. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> they, they, they yeah, you know what I'm saying. Yeah, exactly, man. Like, yeah. no one cares about your life, bro. Like, exactly. Who yeah. are you? <laughs> Some exactly. random any man. Yeah. Unless until you get to a certain level, then people will care mm-hmm. of what you are, like you said, what you're actually doing. Maybe they want to know the secret to, you know, your success or how you live your life. Like pe- pe- people could watch Gary V's life because obviously he's done so well for himself and mm-hmm. his brand and the you know certain section of population actually want to see what is it that he does every day mm-hmm. but for for us you know, we're not there yet have you heard of the YouTuber Graham Stephan yeah yeah oh man do you know how much he makes from YouTube a year how much like 4 million or something really yeah from That's just insane. ad revenue and stuff like that he, he his viewing uh, numbers are quite good as well 
they are, yeah. And he's in the finance niche, which mm. is like the highest nice. paid um, uh, that's, thing on YouTube. That's why he makes a lot from ad revenue. Yeah, yeah. He's kidding me. Which is crazy though. Four million in this ad revenue, bro. That's a lot. But on the flip side, imagine for you to earn four million, imagine how much YouTube is getting paid to uh, present those ads. Because you're only getting a fraction of what YouTube's getting paid because YouTube takes their commission, right? Yeah, yeah. So you think about what how they're much, getting paid, like, how much collectively, you know? How much do you think, do you know how much YouTube would make from, let's say, Graphic Graham Stephens ads? Uh, YouTube ad revenue commission. Come on, bro. <laughs> People are waiting. <laughs> I don't know. I guess it helps <laughs> get closer to the signal. <laughs> bro, I don't know how I looked at it. Forty five percent. Wait, so So if someone pays one dollar, yeah, they keep forty five cents and they give you fifty five cents. So if he's making four million they made like three? Yeah, three ish like three -ish. I mean that, roughly, yeah. No, they made they made three ish, but in total they were paid ten, eight, ten, like yeah. That, yeah. You know? Just got a mad. Yeah, I mean, it was less than I thought it would be. I don't know. I, I felt Quite like high, the, is it? I thought I thought that the Graham Stephan in this instance would get like a fraction of it, and YouTube would take like the lion's share of it. Do you reckon? That, that, that's what I, I would have thought. It would have been the odd way. I, I would have thought forty-five is bad high, bro. Fucking forty-five percent. That's a big. Imagine, cut. bro, because. Paying 45% of your tax to the yeah. government is like, yo, come on. Yeah. <laughs> you know? <laughs> so isn't this like the same thing? Basically, yeah, yeah, you know? exactly. So yeah. I mean, right. 45 is crazy high, bro. You're right. That is very high. Fuck, you know. If, if you're Graham, mm. are you complaining that they're taking 4.5 million of his 10? Or are you just happy that you're making four mil? Both. <laughs> <laughs> I'll take the four mil, but I'll still <laughs> shit on YouTube. <laughs> like, yo. <laughs> nah, but I, I hear what you're saying, isn't it? But yeah. I think his his case is obviously not the norm, right? Mm. So I guess you can't use him as like a benchmark in it because he doesn't speak for majority of creators. He speaks for the very few and he speaks of, for like the one percenters, right? Mm -hmm. Of YouTube creators. Mm. Whereas mo for most people, if you're earning, if you if you don't have like 3 million subscribers and you're not getting like a few hundred thousand or a couple million views each video, you're mm. not making that much money. Mm. And then even in that, if you're giving away 45%, then you might be like, yo, look, like, bro. Yeah, yeah. Cut me some slack. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, please. Yeah. My family, like, yeah. eat. Yeah, that's, I mean, that's, I guess that's why you need to have a, 
for me, I think more streams of income is important. Like, you can't be someone's taking 40 or 5% of, your pay, of one pay cut. It's too much. Yeah, man. And imagine YouTube demonetizes your channel. Then you're yeah. fucked. That's it, bro. You Can you imagine? From like 4 million back to zero, bro. Zero. Just crazy. That's, That's so much power. That one YouTuber that you meant, the car guy, this Stradman. Is it him? The car YouTuber. I know. I know the Stradman. He um he did a video, I believe, with Graham Stephan, and yep. they went over money. And he said, oh, I've he, seen that. You yeah. seen that? He yeah, said he made like two million. He's gonna make like two million or more. I don't know, a couple mil from YouTube alone. Mm-hmm. And I think he said that's his only source of revenue. It is yeah. He doesn't have any other investments. He doesn't have any. That's bro. That's that is peak. If I mean, unlikely that they'll demonetize him unless mm-hmm. he starts swearing or whatever, but. He knows they could change the rules where, you know, it could um, affect his business. It could, definitely, man. But I think for him, he's still in the growth phase, isn't it? He's making two million plus, whatever. Still in the growth phase, isn't it? Because the thing is, Stradman's car channel is not like the biggest car channel there is, isn't it? There's a few people competing for that spot. Yeah. So he's he's big now. He's very extremely big in the car mm. in, in niche, right? Mm-hmm. But there's a long there's a long way to go, and like, it's a very big community. Yeah. So for him, it's all about growth, I guess. And yeah. I think the thing is, he subscribes to something that I I can understand, in it, which mm-hmm. is, I'm doing what I'm passionate about, mm-hmm. and it's not about the money. Mm-hmm. You know. Because he's he said I'm passionate about cars and all of that. So I'm that's where I'm gonna spend my money. This is me earning I he did he didn't say this, but this is what I'm guessing his thought process is, right? Mm. Which is he's doing what he loves mm. and the money is just a bonus because mm. he's doing well. You know, rather than doing it for the money and therefore you you know spreading your income in places. Mm-hmm. So you can keep that money, basically. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying it's good financial advice to just do that. Mm-hmm. But I'm saying I understand his his approach, basically. That he, he's doing it because he loves it and the money's bonus. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, because um, you know about his story, you know. I think yeah, you said you watched it. Come up. Yeah. Like so his car and stuff. I feel like for him, it's just, I'm he just going to, I'm doing what, I, I'm doing what I love, right? And then, mm. um, you know, bears, bears in your life. If he doesn't want to jump into investments, come, mm. like, I don't think everyone is into that. Mm. Like, investments are fairly complex, isn't it? Mm. And if you're just not into that, you're not into that, right? Yeah. Yeah, 100%. If you're not into it, you can't force yourself in, in a way. But I feel like it's always going to be a single point of failure, isn't it? As in... You always, if you only have one stream and that's cut off, that's, it's just, it's always going to be a big risk, isn't it? Mm-hmm. So I feel like even if you don't like it, you have to sort it out. You have to do something to, you know, lower the risk of something happening in the venue. What's the worst that could happen to him, realistically? I don't know, cars, or you, let's say YouTube yep. dies down like many of the other um apps have you know their their time goes and it yep. moves off 
and then he loses relevancy, which happens all the time. Mm-hmm. Suddenly, that two million becomes hundred k or fifty k. <laughs> Who knows? You know, I've never seen a decline like that. Ninety <laughs> percent decline. Crazy, yeah. Well, you need to get in crypto, man. That's every day. <laughs> <laughs> but like, um, if a platform becomes less relevant, mm-hmm. it's, that could happen very easily. Maybe not ninety percent, but significant. And um, you know, he's got insurance though. What do you mean? He's what got is? a brand. That's his insurance. His brand. Yeah, the Stradman. Yeah, so but he you're, 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 have a presence on all social medias. That's. I think. I don't know. I feel, I feel like that's an assumption. Like, let's say TikTok, for example. Are they going to know who they are? They're not gonna know. They might know, but no. Not... But it doesn't matter what, whether the platforms know. Is is that his audience knows. No, I mean, like, the audience changes, though, isn't it? Like, on TikTok, is generally a younger audience. Mm-hmm. Right? So, let's say YouTube loses relevancy today. Now it's it's dropped to 10th in the list. And uh, yep. he jumps on TikTok. I'm the Stradman. Maybe they know, people on, on TikTok will know who he is, but it's a different audience. Uh, and he... You know, I feel like it'll be an uphill battle um, to gain relevancy. And you think I think it'll be easy if they know who he is. Yeah, but the thing is, you're assuming that the audience on TikTok is completely new, which is not the case. Because TikTok also has a very well developed car community, yeah. and all car community is like interconnected on all platforms. Yeah, yeah, okay. So if the Stradman, for example, mm-hmm. his community is big on YouTube, mm-hmm. but as a result of that, he's got followers on Instagram, TikTok, most definitely, because mm-hmm. everyone's jumping on that, right? Mm-hmm. And who are his initial people who are going to follow him? The, out of the 2 million, I don't mm-hmm. know how many followers he has, but whatever he has, that's his core fan base, isn't it? Mm-hmm. So these are people who've known him from YouTube and they're going to subscribe to him on TikTok as well. Mm-hmm. And then alongside that, you're going to have other car relay, car people's, people interested in cars, whether they're, whatever age that is, right? Because mm-hmm. a 55-year-old and a 10-year-old can both get together and talk about cars, mm-hmm. right? Because they're like, a, a, they're a bit like sports and they're like a universal talking point for people mm-hmm. who are interested yeah. in it yeah you know so age at that time age is not a relevant factor mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so you know if he's driving lambos and bugattis right yeah. a 10 year old likes that equally as much as a 40 year old yeah you know so mm-hmm. i don't i think it'll be fairly easy to, for him to like just maintain that now to be honest i i think um that would be best case scenario i think the what i think in my opinion the worst case would be yeah, his name could be known on on, on uh, his his followers could be on TikTok as well, and or they would move over or whatever. But on the flip side, if let's say he you know he goes to TikTok and a bit younger audience, they might look at him even if he has a Lambo or Bugatti. I think this guy's dead, man. I'm not watching it. I'm gonna watch you know Dave over there. He's got a Lambo, but he's he's funny. <laughs> Jeremy, like, there's still the as possibility in, that that is a possibility, but he's got to adapt as well, you know. If yeah, 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 yeah. Like, I think he's he's gonna have a cool fan base that will follow him everywhere, especially mm. when he got two mil subscribers, right? Mm. 
mm. at least i would say i don't know 50000 that's been extremely conservative mm-hmm. would be a core fund base of his which is the you know the ride or die type of funds mm-hmm. right that will watch everything you do mm. follow you everywhere right mm. now 50k is no small number like 50k mm. is extremely large yeah you know and uh, once you're able to market yourself properly on one platform i feel like you can kind of learn to market yourself on other platforms as well what what about all those this might be a good example or not but what about those people on um vine that were like massively successful on vine like mm-hmm. some of them transitioned very well to the next whatever snapchat whether it's instagram mm-hmm. whatever platform they they were able to move their audience with them mm-hmm. the core fan base to move with them but a lot of them moved over and just became like listen you're dead <laughs> yeah or whatever and and once that platform died they died with it um yeah that's i think you've got a point like 2 million or so so it's a good chance he's going to have a strong following wherever he goes i think there's still there's still a, a risk of uh i think uh, as in uh, i get what you're saying and mm. i think i guess what genre you are affects it as well i guess yeah yeah because Cause it's, it's 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 a more universal yeah. genre compared to these vine stars who got famous because they were they got famous due to doing funny things in 6 seconds right mm-hmm. but then to translate that into 5 minutes 10 minutes yeah. now that is tough as shit and yeah it's good point yeah. you know so i feel like that adaptation is a lot more difficult than someone talking about something else for mm. for example cars right because mm-hmm. if i'm a car youtuber and i'm talking about cars anyway mm-hmm. all i need to do is make videos that are car related in a short format mm-hmm. you know so I, f- i feel like that that adaptation is a lot easier than scaling up mm-hmm. you know like yeah. scaling down in that case i feel like will be easier than scaling up mm-hmm. Cause if you're doing it for six seconds, do it for ten minutes, it's like oh shit. Yeah, like, that's difficult. That's like you know crazy. Like yeah, difficult. Could, could you not argue both ways though? You don't think scale scaling down from ten minutes to one minute maybe is okay, but even to condense ten minutes into one minute is 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 a task. No, because I'm I'm not saying you condense ten minutes into one minute. I'm saying you you all you have to do is make content about that thing mm-hmm. within what? a minute okay right so i'm not saying you take and condense the whole 10 minute video into one minute mm-hmm. you come up with different content mm-hmm. that fits in one minute about this topic or if you're doing it something like some like a dance or a sketch or singing or whatever mm-hmm. to scale that up from just 6 seconds up to 5 10 minutes mm. it's like okay like <laughs> you got to like yeah, 50 times the yeah exactly like is i don't know how you would do that in it yeah you know like if i got a 10 minute video if i wanted to condense it literally i could split it into 10 1 minute videos right yeah and each each clip would be something yeah that's doable but i can't take a 6 second clip and times it by 10 isn't it? you know what yeah, i'm saying yeah. like yeah. for example so yeah that's that's, that's, that's what point. i mean like that's a good point so 
looking at the Stradman, mm. you think he's all right. He's there's not really any risk. Generally, he's going to be okay regardless. I think there's there's definitely a risk, mm-hmm. but I think he'll be all right to be honest mm-hmm. because. He's leveraging what everyone else leverages nowadays, which is their personal brand. Mm-hmm. And once you have enough of a personal brand, I think you can go into any venture. And then, mm-hmm. like you always have opportunities because people already know who you are. Mm-hmm. And you already have that sense of establish an established identity and trust. Mm, yeah, yeah. You know, and that comes handy uh, at all stages of your life. And it, mm-hmm. they will just present opportunities. Mm-hmm. You know, compared to just some someone who's completely unknown, right? Mm-hmm. Like, for example, if he has two million subscribers, right, his channel gets shut down. Mm-hmm. He can go online and he's like, "Look, my channel's demonetized. I need to sell all my cars, stuff like that." Right? Mm-hmm. Boom, auto trader. Yo, look, come be a presenter for us. You're mm-hmm. well known. Cool. Present our YouTube. Boom. That's it. Mm-hmm. He's, he's sorted right yeah if you're nobody you're not gonna get that opportunity mm-hmm. you know because no one knows you right mm-hmm. so you always have as long as you have a positive like reputation mm-hmm. i think you always have opportunities yeah you know especially in the industry or that niche that you're famous in yeah no that's, that's a good point like, that's a good point i guess then, like you know like jeremy clarkson right yeah he punched a producer he got fired from top care <laughs> yeah Everyone's like, oh no, what's gonna happen now? Yeah. Yeah. Bro. Amazon's like, yo, come through and <laughs> let's make our own version, bro. Come. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then they did it, bro. And now his top gear is dying now and Grand Tour is doing bits, like. Yeah. You know, yeah. so that's an interesting good good example. What is Grand Tour good though? I like it, yeah. Yeah, yeah it's quite good, man. I've seen it all. Okay. It's, the thing is, they've done it. It's pretty much like Top Gear. Is it? <laughs> <laughs> Coffee and paste. Yeah, pretty much, yeah. Because mm-hmm. they got a track. They test it out. They get celebrities, but not really. Okay. Um, It's interesting. I think I think they're kind of just getting a bit too old now and just yeah. do retire. Because yeah. it's kind of painful watching them. Because, bruv, these men are struggling. <laughs> 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 Have you seen that picture of Prince Philip where he just looks dead? <laughs> and it's like, bro, how is this guy still alive? No, nah, I've seen um, loads of, yeah. I'm not saying they look like that, but I'm just saying you can tell, you can like, see struggling. You, you can tell that it's, 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 it's very strenuous in like, yeah. what they're doing. A new, new set of drivers need to come out, a new set of yeah characters yeah i think it's, it's tough i think they're irreplaceable man because mm, of their brand because of them um, because it's well no not because of their brand but it's because you know them free obviously their brand was built because they have excellent chemistry in it mm. you know in between them mm-hmm. they have excellent chemistry like mm-hmm. as co-presenters Mm-hmm. they're as good as it gets in it in terms of working with each other and stuff mm-hmm. and being entertaining right so if someone tries to emulate that it's not gonna work yeah, it's never yeah. gonna work because yeah. you cannot outshine you cannot be a better jeremy clocks and then jeremy clocks yeah then. yeah so what you need is another duo or trial with their own 
unique style mm-hmm. which is also equally like equally high in chemistry in it mm-hmm. um they tried that with top gear like i don't know if you've seen any of the new ones i, I haven't seen it but i know matt leblanc Le- yeah. he came on it matt leblanc uh, and then two other people in it and bruv this is no chemistry yeah, like these yeah. these men are not friends in real life and you can tell yeah yeah you know like it doesn't flow together as well like it just kind of just feels shit in it mm-hmm. like since they left the free left the jeremy clarkson and that mm-hmm. i don't i stopped watching top gear because mm. i've watched them I, I started watching them for the cars but their input made it kind of funny and interesting yeah. you know yeah definitely so you know personal brands there man yeah no it's a good point personal branding is very important um i think you're using and then looking at vine some of those people's brands maybe not strong enough but then again the uh the whole issue of actually transitioning towards full-length videos was another mm. big um obstacle for them i think it, i think it was difficult because i mean the thing is i didn't watch any of these these vine stars in it mm-hmm. so i don't even know the type of content that they used to make mm. but I feel like it was a very uh, platform-specific type of content. Mm-hmm. Um, so it makes it kind of difficult to transfer over mm. to a different platform, isn't it? Like, mm. how do you make something interesting for 10 minutes? Like, that challenge is completely different to making something interesting for six seconds. I'm not saying it's easy to make someone laugh in six seconds. That's yeah. a challenge in its own right. Mm-hmm. But I'm just saying in their case... Because that's where they started. That's where they knew how to do, isn't it? Mm. So it might be difficult for them to scale that up to like 10 minutes. Like, how do yeah. you stay entertaining for 10 full minutes? Like? Yeah, yeah, from from six seconds. Yeah, from six seconds. I think, um, like, we started this podcast. comes back to, if you're able to adapt, you survive. If you don't hmm. adapt, you die, you know? Yeah, definitely. Yeah, so some people were able to adapt the following with them yeah, made nice 10 minute videos uh, like who do you know any examples yeah one guy um then you don't say jake paul or something jake, was he on was he off was he from vine i, I don't know but I, I i i swear he was uh well if, if he was then he did do it successfully yeah he's a prick but <laughs> <laughs> i don't understand his content and like it's just, i don't I understand don't the audience who likes his content either so. yeah I don't know. I, I can never talk about him specifically. I think him or Jake Logan Paul, I don't know which was the older one, but mm-hmm. I can never get over what he what he did earlier on. That was a big controversy. Did you? Mm-hmm. You know what he did? Yeah, the forest thing, right? Yeah, yeah. Yep. Like, once once you find out someone's character is like this, nah, I just can't be, can't be watching that. But he's successful. If he, if he did come from Vine, then he did, do it, he did it well. But the one comedian, um, Rennie, that's it. His name is Rennie. He's this uh, comedian that used to make six-second videos. Uh, and now he, he he transitioned to Instagram. So he made like one-minute skits. And then he made like part one, two, three. Then he moved to YouTube and he made like, you know, six-minute whatever skits. And he was actually able to scale up very well. And he even got into the, you know, Nick Cannon's Wild and Out. Yeah, yeah. So he got into that as well. So 
he, he was able to do it successfully. But yeah, like you said, it's not, it's not an easy task. I can't even, I can, I can never make a six second funny video. <laughs> <laughs> I think, uh, it's tough still. Yeah, it is tough. Oh, five minutes. A bit early. Should we do a short topic? Yeah. Have we got one? A short topic. Do you, th- okay, is, is a, do you think YouTube will lose relevancy? I think YouTube. I don't know, to be honest. I think that's very hard to say. Because, mm. you know, YouTube provides something pretty unique yeah. in the sense that it's you just generated long mm. content. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's literally no other platform that does that. Like, mm. Well, they're the smaller ones, but they're just not anywhere near yeah. Yeah, like, YouTube size. You know, like all the other ones, like whatever, mm. Dailymotion or whatever. Mm. They don't really do it like YouTube because mm. they don't have enough users, right? Mm, exactly. For for it to, they don't have any of the stars to attract them. So I think YouTube might stay relevant for a while. Mm. I know Facebook is dead, bruv. Yeah. Facebook is completely dead. But I, I think um, this is only going off what Mr. Vaynerchuk Gary said is it actually was it's starting to gain relevancy again uh and it's starting to put into production tv shows so they're starting to do that and potentially they could gain more people uh back onto that platform as they're doing these kind of new things facebook facebook yeah Mm. i don't know how successful that'll be to be honest because yeah. the thing is even with my my age group most of us like past Facebook it's because you know Facebook yeah. now is primarily dominated by the older demographic right yeah so then to attract the younger audience is going to be very difficult because the yeah. older demographic is are not early adopters right yeah. so they're not going to move to anything else Mm. Or even if they are, that's going to take a long time Mm -hmm. for them to adopt another technology as their primary source. Mm -hmm. So then if if that's the case, I don't know if people from my generation are going to go back to Facebook, Mm -hmm. especially when you have so many options, right? Mm -hmm. So I don't know how the revival is going to go. Obviously, it's never been done before. So Yeah, I mean, the only way is if they bring out some new feature, which is so compelling, that it will bring you onto the platform, in it? If there's, for example, a new TV, like if they are producing TV shows and it is, let's say it's power, right? It's ne- power's never come out and it's come out on Facebook. It's going to bring people there, isn't it? Hmm. Yeah, could do. Well... Is that what they're going to do? Is they not produce their own shows? Yeah. That's just... I, I, I can't check, but... That's a... Unique strategy <laughs> for social media. I mean... Because uh, they're more... I, that's more targeting, like, streaming service, right? In a way. Yeah, it could be. In a way, yeah. 
Because how else are they paying for this? Through ad revenue? Yeah, probably. I mean, their, their ad revenue system, I think, is the best of all the social media. Like, because they're mm. able to target, like, like ridiculously specific avenues there, but very specific mm. subset of people. So for... Apple's been fucking up there. Have they? Yeah, we read about it. Nah. So I think Apple, <coughs> I mean, the iOS 14 update. Mm. Cause bare peakness for Facebook, you know, yeah. Facebook ads, yeah. Good. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what it was, but are they gonna revert? I think they blocked it or something like that. Oh, really? Apple has announced changes with iOS 14 that will affect how we receive and process conversion events from tools such as Facebook Pixel. Businesses that advertise mobile apps as well as those that optimize target report and work conversion events for many of our business tools will be affected. Updates will lead to less tracking of people on mobile devices. Mm. Yeah, basically. Mm, yeah, so it's yeah. in general less tracking, you know. Yeah. So well that's this a yeah. good thing. Everyone's kind of like bang bang Facebook bang yeah. bang <laughs> <laughs> trying to knock them out. <laughs> yeah just <laughs> Good. But no, their their app is trash, bruv. I'm surprised they're still around, bruv. Yeah, I think they're just because they got so many users and they own like Instagram and things. Yeah, yeah. That they're somewhat relevant in it because mm-hmm. if they didn't make those investments, Facebook would be primarily only for like parents and grandparents at this stage. Exactly. Yeah, I mean, I've I've used a camera log because I've got. Facebook account as well with um, Magna Crypto. So when I did log into it, it's just if it looks so um Weird. dated, but <clears throat> also there's so many things happening on there, like so many features. <laughs> I'm like, Jesus Christ, man, it's too much yeah. going on. So it's crowded, isn't it? Yeah, it's that's so the way blurry, crowded is overcrowded. <clears throat> you can't, it's hard to navigate, you know, around. You need to like slim it down, get rid of it. And then I think their back end is still running and like old code bruv how is it so if you go to certain parts of the app it's just like sorry we can't do it and it's like uh, really? what the fuck bruv <laughs> how are you a multi-billion dollar company and seeing this shit you use snapchat <clears throat> really mm. even that died down man yeah once once instagram stole those features <laughs> <laughs> yeah pretty much Joking. But I think I was a slow adopter of Snapchat as well. Oh, okay. Like I, I only got Snapchat after it was already popping, you know. Okay. I think it, it's it's still quite popular with the with the young young younger generation. Young yeah. young. Yeah. But I don't know, man. Snapchat's thing is very weird as well. Like what are they doing? They've got stories here and then yeah. they they turned it into like a media outlet, you know, this page here. Oh like right, right, yeah. Good for advertisers. I guess, but I'm just like, don't give a shit, bro. <laughs> you just want to see your stories. Yeah, like... So they've made that more important than the, in a way, the people's stories. Yeah. Uh, is it, <laughs> why is she on that? <laughs> this is ra- random people. Harry Kane, like, yeah, he's it just cool. shows people's... Catherine McBroom, the whole up, bro. What the hell? But it's just random shit, and I'm like, bruv, I don't care, man. Like, I don't want to watch that. Mm. Um, what do you think? Do you think TikTok are becoming, well, 
YouTube is kind of on its own, really. It's not, it doesn't compete with TikTok because they're just obviously yeah. feature length yeah, videos. Completely in it. different, yeah. So, do you think TikTok is now number one when it comes to Snapchat? Um, I guess, is it, is, it, is it only Snapchat that it competes with? So Instagram, in a way, is different because it's pictures and videos. Yeah, because Instagram has reels now as well, isn't it? Mm. So they're all kind of the same now, basically. Yeah. Fighting to stay relevant. The new upcoming one is Clubhouse, though. Yeah, so yeah, I heard of this. It's, it's like voice only, you know. Have you used interesting. it? I haven't. You need an invite code, right? Mm. There's um, a crypto group that I'm in, and one of them is, is doing a Clubhouse roundtable. Try to download it. I'm like, yo, <laughs> where is it? <laughs> <laughs> Found out it's iPhone only. This, <laughs> listen, give me iPhone in there. Uh, bro, come on, you got to jump on the iOS. I'm telling you, listen. And and uh, I found an old iPad that I had. That can't, it's not compatible. It's too old. Yeah, man. you got to cop the iPhone, bro. Like, yeah. that's one of the main reasons for owning it as well. We're going to get new things because it comes to it first to i to iPhone to iPhone because I remember back in the day yeah when I had Android and then a fucking Temple Run came out yeah and yeah. then everyone was playing it yeah and I had flipping Android and it didn't come out on Android for time and I'm Is like it? bro what the hell bro <laughs> like oh, wow by the time it came out on Android yeah. yeah. Bro, the hype was dead for the game, man. Yeah, like, no one gives, playing it. No one, get, no one cared about that game anymore. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, that is, that is true, isn't it? Like, is it because, I think, um, developers make more money from having it on the App Store. Is that correct? I'm not sure, you know. I what think, um, all the reason. I think, oh, oh, actually, I know what one of the main reasons is, actually. Is that because <clears throat> iPhones line up <coughs> generally is a lot uh, a lot more coherent than Androids. Their lineup. Yeah. So yeah. their range of phones, isn't it? Oh yeah. So generally, you don't have two iPhones, right? Mm. Let's say ten, ten. That's it. Mm-hmm. Think about how many variations of Android phones there are. Mm. With the with the varying screen sizes, varying amounts of power, mm. varying amounts of RAM, mm-hmm. you know, or varying numbers of operating systems, you know, whereas iPhones, most of them are up to date. And then, mm. you know, most people are within the last two or three operating systems, right? Whereas Android can can range massively in it because mm-hmm. google can release the and latest android version before it to come out on samsung mm-hmm. it will take like a year or so for mm. it to come out on htc it will take a year or so mm-hmm. for it to come out on something else it will take ages right because apple makes the phone and the software so it's always on the latest software mm-hmm. so that makes it extreme I, I can't say extreme it makes it more difficult to develop a good app or game or something right because mm. you have to write for so many different devices mm-hmm. compared to apple where it's just two yeah you know just two screen sizes you know exactly what the specs are mm-hmm. that's what you gotta make for yeah you know so i feel like that would be one of the main 
reasons, at least in the past. Mm-hmm. You know, just the ease of development, like makes it makes sense. Yeah, that makes sense. It's definitely a lot easier to make a game for for one one product than fifty. Yeah, like Samsung, HTC, LG, like you know, bare phones, and then you mm-hmm. have. Like, Chinese companies, Indian companies making their own phones. Like mm-hmm. you have Samsung making different models for different countries. Mm-hmm. They're all running Android. Like one might be running Android. I don't know. What's the latest one now? I don't know. Like, <laughs> I, I, I don't care about Android know. at all now. Innit? Yeah. Whatever it is. Yeah. yeah. And then <clears throat> you'll have um, the Samsung devices that are running the old version of Android because Samsung has to update their own thing and then mm-hmm. send it out to you like shit like that yeah so so many different variables so it's like bro mm-hmm. if you're a first time developer or if you're trying to launch a project it's easier to test the concept on an iPhone and mm-hmm. much easier to build right yeah it makes sense still fucking annoying in it as someone <laughs> who doesn't have a, a, an iPhone but yeah man yeah down the line I'm sure. I think it's pretty standard for people to make both now. Yeah, but exactly. In times when it's like a bootstrapped startup or a new company, they'll ideally go iPhone first. You know? I mean, if it's something that is this popular, I these days, like I said, I haven't heard of something only being correct from if only being on iPhone or Apple. Sorry, mm-hmm. um, like if it's a big app normally it would be on both it's still in beta though isn't it? is it yeah yeah that's why you need to be invited isn't it? because it's How not it's you, not fully available you've got a man like Elon Musk tweeting about it how is it in beta it's still in beta bro that's There's crazy shit ton of early adopters isn't it? that's I mean Elon Musk is a uh, yeah well <laughs> yeah he's the definition of an early adopter yeah it's true <laughs> <laughs> cars space everything somehow he found it so this <laughs> this is voice uh, voice app you send voice like you have no I think I don't know how it works because I haven't used it but I think you can just talk and it's it's like group phone call I guess but with like random people with your random people yeah it's interesting which is quite basic in its concept right I'm surprised nothing of that sort has become popular yet but you know it's a matter of time Mm. it's like how many different types of social medias can you make though mm. you know this is a different concept yeah yeah I mean it's crazy how how popular it's become and it's still in beta when they yeah. when they finish it better be yeah man trust sick trust or, or the hype could just die down by then and it's like when it releases like cool we already used that bro <laughs> <laughs> good yeah yeah very well they could uh, yeah, not adapt and die, die off. Mm. Or they could just be fatigued and like people would just not not care about it anymore. Because then imagine Instagram adds that feature in. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> Facebook adds that feature in, right? And it's like, cool. You think they will? They make I sense for them too. When Clubhouse becomes big enough, I think they will they definitely. Will, yeah. Because they already do that live, right? With one other person, isn't it? So it's only yeah. a matter of time whether he start doing voice only. Yeah. Because Twitter started doing voice notes for the timeline. Uh, have they? Yeah. I think okay. it's uh, only to selected people, but they do do that. Yeah. So, and they do stories as well. 
and they no. do stories as well. Yeah. Which I've I've seen the worst adoption of that. To be honest, no one posts on Twitter stories for now. For now, yeah. And LinkedIn, LinkedIn also. I don't see they do, they do stories on LinkedIn. Yeah, they do stories on LinkedIn. It's mad, bro. Every yeah. any app you go to, look the fucking thing now. <laughs> Honestly, like you've got those round circles everywhere. It's just a load of copycats everywhere. Literally, man. So, when they copy the the voice feature, this Clubhouse version, Clubhouse, you think will lose? It. They'll become Snapchat in a way, depending on where they are in the growth. Because Snapchat got to a high level, didn't they? And now they're just kind of. Like, Tattooed, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I hear you, man. I think mm. it is. It it could be likely, for mm-hmm. sure. That is peak, man. These 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 social media companies have become too powerful, man. You know, one comes up, just copy their trade. Yeah, or buy it. <laughs> yeah, buy it. it or buy it. Yeah, yeah, that's it. Yeah. Well, I think uh, we've reached a. Uh... See, look at this. Don't you forget how it looks? Nice. That one, yeah, the, just the sleekness. Of it. Yeah, I do like how Adi's look. Just yeah. the TT in. <laughs> <laughs> right, let's uh, let's wrap this up. Whiskey uh, preneurs out. Uh,